0: John Collins. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host. Josh Sanchez. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, everybody, to NBA Wednesday live stream podcast of the week. Man, I definitely have missed you guys since last week, but man. We have a lot in store for you guys this week. I mean, postseason basketball, we are now in the peak of it. We have Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks series. Right now, the Brooklyn Nets are just absolutely wo- whooping the Bucks. You have Sixers-Hawks. That series is now 1-1. And I'm not going to lie, When uh, Sunday definitely was a rough game one for the Sixers. We have the Suns and Nuggets now. They're playing game two tonight. Jazz and Clippers just played last night. So what this podcast and what these next couple podcasts are going to do, It's it's all strictly NBA. We're going to talk a little bit about NFL because obviously Julio Jones made headlines. So we'll talk a little bit about the NFL. But just like I said last week, guys, these next couple of podcasts are just straight up. Just straight talking about playoff basketball. Because, man, again, we are in the heat of everything. So, I hope everybody is ready. So, definitely grab something to drink. I have my Ben Simmons jersey on. Because, obviously, man, I mean, his defense on Trey Young game two was definitely really good. So, we'll get into some Ben Simmons talk. We'll get into a lot of Sixers basketball talk. And also around the league, very similar to last week. I honestly think... That the show is going to be very similar to last week where I talked about how game five I was expecting a Sixers blowout. The Sixers they ended up defeating the Wizards. So I just wanted to recap that a little bit. I did call it here on Swoop Radio. I said Sixers in five. And even with this Hawk series, I said Sixers in five. The only thing that might be different is Atlanta. We might split one and one in Atlanta because Atlanta has shown that they belong in this series. So we're going to get into all that, and I hope you guys are ready because I got to play the ESPN alert and we can get started with today's topics. All right, without further ado, let's get started with today's topic. So with the first topic, I really wanted to get into Sixers in game two versus the Hawks because they played last night. It was a huge game, two for the Sixers. You can't go down 0-2 and drop the first two on your home court and then expect to win the series. Statistically, this is just a stat to throw out there. Teams that fall 0-2, especially when your first two games are at home, in the conference final semis are are 55-6, and which means only six teams have came back from... An 0-2 deficit where they lost the first two games at home. So that's about like 90 plus percent. So if the Sixers were to fall 0-2 to the Hawks. It, I mean the Sixers are the better team. No disrespect to Atlanta out there. I, I, I'll i give Atlanta props for game one. They hit 23 pointers. But the Sixers are the better team here. And the, the Hawks just have no answer for Joel Embiid. So. With that being said, if they would have fell to 0-2, winning 2, you would have to go 2-0 in Atlanta, and that's hard to play because the fans are rocking out there in Atlanta. Atlanta's one of those fan bases where if the team stinks, no one's going to show up, but if the team's good... You're going to have all the cool rappers. Like Lil Baby came to Philly. You you have Migos. They're from Atlanta. Atlanta, so many people are from Atlanta, celebrity-wise. And also like rappers and stuff like that. Man, the place is going to be rocking for games three and four, honestly. And it's going to take a full collective team effort for this Sixers team. And I wouldn't be surprised if they split. But I know that this Sixers team is talented enough to take two from Atlanta. In Atlanta, the Sixers have a defensive recipe now. To, to it, you're not going to shut down Trey Young, but you're going to make it harder for him. And last night was the perfect example. Trey Young finished with 20 and 10, but he had six turnovers and shot 4 15 when guarded by Ben Simmons. And I believe he shot like six of like 20 throughout the game. That's a win if you're the Sixers, and that's going to be the recipe for them to win. They're going to have to stay out of foul trouble, whoever is guarding him. So Ben Simmons and Matisse Stiebel are going to have to stay out of foul trouble if the Sixers are going to want to take both of these games in Atlanta. And we all know when you are on the road, the foul calls are not going to go into your favor. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in these two games in Atlanta. And and again, like I said, it's gonna take a full team effort. Seth Curry has been playing great. He hit five threes last night. I believe he hit four or five threes in game one. He's really showing up and he's really balling. Danny Green, even though he had eight assists last night, really had a good overall round all round game. I mean, you get that from a you get that from a role player, like that that's a pretty good game. He has not been hitting shots this series. And in Atlanta, you're going to need to hit shots. And then, what can I say about Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid's averaging 39 and a half points, 10 rebounds, and I believe like three assists a night. And the Hawks have no answer. They send the double, he still scores. Click Capella is getting abused all over the court. And then, Galinari is just on the defensive end. He has no he, no match for Embiid. That was the difference between the Wizards and Atlanta. If you get, just like I said last week, if you get Click Capella into foul trouble, Atlanta has no big man, no backup big, that could stop Embiid. And 40, game two, last night. 39, game one. And I apologize, guys, if you guys are on Twitch and you see me freeze a little bit. It, it just, It's just too much. Embiid is too big, too strong, and that's going to be the difference in this series. Can the Hawks find a way to slow him down? Because, I mean, I will say the Sixers, the only thing that I am concerned with in Game 2 I need more from daddy Green. one of five from three is not gonna kick it. you need more. Ben Simmons, I love his defense and he's playing great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Ben Simmons did a great job on Trey Young last night and it's very hard it's very hard to score 20 and have a 20 point triple double and then also play defense on the other end. You're gonna come out of that game exhausted. That being said though, no excuse though, you're, you're a max player and this leads perfectly to Ben Simmons because I wanted to talk about Ben Simmons. In Atlanta, Ben Simmons is going to have to give a little bit more than four points. If he can give around 15 points, 10 assists and then also lock down Trey Young, that is a great night from Ben Simmons. His free throw shooting, though, is going to have to find a way to improve. Game five was perfect against the Wizards. He shot five of eight. That's what you need. Just five of eight. Give us like 15 points, close to 10 assists, and we're okay. Last night, he had seven assists. He probably should have had at least eight or nine if Danny Green would have hit more than just one three because Ben Simmons sent him up a wide open for a couple of looks and he missed. So, I mean, with Ben Simmons, you got to look at the assist column and you got to look at what he's doing defensively. And if he can give you 15 and 10, I know he gave you 17 game one and he played really great defense. Now, if, if he just hit three more foul shots and just shot 60 percent from the free throw line like he was in the regular season, we would be fine. So. That's the only thing I'm really going to get on him. I know I I don't get why everybody is just so like I I go on I go on Facebook group chats on Sixers. I'm on Sixers Nation on there. I'm I I talk to friends. Everyone is just just on this man. Like everybody is like, "Well, he sucks. He doesn't do anything." Like there's more to the game. Than just a box score and I've talked about this with people for numerous times when you are a defensive player of the year and he should be defensive player of the year I don't care if Rudy Gobert got a lucky block against Markeith Morris he freaking he freaking if Markeith Morris was smart he should have leaned into Rudy Gobert when he got him jumping would have got the foul called and probably would have shot three free throws to tie the game but instead what he did was he stepped away from him and then he tried to shoot and that's not gonna work. Good play for Rudy Gobert, but he was caught in the air. He played bad defense there. But I mean he got the block. Good for him. But Ben Simmons, what he's what he did to Trey Young last night, and he's gonna have to do the same game three and in game four. If he does that, if he if he holds Trey Young to 20 points. And, and six turnovers in the game. I know it's him and Matisse's job. If they can both do that, man, I know, I know Kevin Herter's been really good. The Hawks bench has been whooping our bench, and that's why every game has been decided. That's why the Hawks really, whereas the Wizards, they, their second unit struggled, the Hawks' second unit is just way better. You have Herter, you have Lou Williams, Solomon Hill's been good. Galan has been hitting a couple shots off the bench. So like the Hawks' bench has been lights out compared to the Sixers' bench. But but back to the Ben Simmons point, I'm sorry, guys. like Everyone's acting like Ben Simmons' four points is the reason why the game was close. Now, I do agree he needs more than four points. He needs to take more than three shots. I agree. But when you're guarding the team's best player, it's going to take a lot of energy from you. But there's a reason why the Sixers won this game. It was his defense, Joel Embiid having 40, Tobias Harris scoring. Like, that's why we have other players. Tobias Harris is the scorer. Seth Curry's supposed to hit shots. Danny Green's supposed to hit shots. And the Sixers are usually should have either George Hill, Tyrese Maxey, or Shake Milton, like in Game 2, provide give you at least something off the bench. And that was the difference between Game 1 and Game 2. Game one, you had no bench support whatsoever. Nobody showed up. And then by the time everyone wanted to turn up, it was too late. Game two, the bench played terrible through three quarters. And then Shake Milton finally arrived and gave something. There's roles to the team. And Ben Simmons' role is to facilitate and play defense. And I'm telling people, he had seven assists. He could have had more. And he held Trey Young to 5 of 14 shooting when guarded by him. He blocked his shot a couple times. Ben Simmons played great. He had a great game. And the sad thing is, when you play great defense, it's not going to be shown in the box score. The only stats that are going to be shown is steals and blocks. And we all know in basketball, there's more to it than that. But I will say this, though. Again, in Atlanta, on the road, you are going to probably need a little bit more than four points. And I think that's one of the reasons why Ben Simmons only took three shots in this game. One thing about Ben Simmons I've noticed is he's very detail-oriented and he and he feels... Once he focuses on a specific aspect of his game, he really excels in. So like in this game, game one, he had 17, he had 10 assists. He played a really good overall all-around game. The only thing that he really struggled with was his free throw shooting. Like I said, you got to go 6 of 10, not 3 of 10. If he goes 6 of 10, 20 and 10, 20, 10 and 10, that is a, that is a golden Moment. And I definitely think Ben Simmons will have a game in this series. I don't know if that's one of these games coming up where I think he's going to give you 20 and 10 because that's the great player that he is. But there's going to be nights where he's just going to focus on the defensive side of the ball and he's not really going to focus on the offensive side of the ball. It's a team game. In the Wizards series, Ben Simmons had six points game one and then game two dominated. Game 3 in the first quarter dominated. So I definitely think he needs to pick his parts more in this Hawk series. And I de- and I'm telling you guys right now. Game either game 3 or game 4 Ben Simmons is going to have a 20 and 10 game. That is my hot take for the week and you guys can clip me on it, you can document me on it. I just I have a feeling for him. Some nights he's like, all right, like, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to let him bead because Harris had 18 in the first quarter. So Ben Simmons was like, all right, like Tobias Harris has 18. Let's keep feeding the hot hand. Seth Curry hit his first five threes. It's all about the feel of the game, if you guys can get what I'm saying. Embiid ended up with 40. So if your teammates are on fire and these are the teammates that you're playing with, of course, you're not gonna you're gonna want to set them up. Like, look, like you guys have the hot hand in this game. Every game is different in the postseason. That's why I say with everybody, take it game by game. Harris had 22, and Bead had 40, as you guys can see the box score. And look at our starters. All of our starters had a plus of 10 plus. And if we pull up game one, let's pull up game one real quick, guys, because I want you guys to see this. Game one, where the Sixers lost, right? Let's check check this box score real quick. Look at the starters. Trey Young. Let me me pause this video so that way I don't get copyright. Trey Young, he had 35 in the game, had minus 11, plus minus on the court. Look at the bench. Galinari, plus 11. Okongwu, plus 13. Lou Williams, plus 16. Kevin Herter, plus eight. The Sixers starters were pl- all pluses in the game. The problem is, is that the bench has been so bad in this round that I am so concerned. Because when we play, because we in, in Atlanta, you're going to need at least something coming out of your bench. And you know Atlanta's going to hit a little bit more shots than normal. They're going to at least have, if not one of the games, definitely one out of these two games, I think the Hawks will probably hit more than 12 threes. I know they average 12 threes a game. I think one of these games, Atlanta's going to be on fire shooting. And I'm not going to lie to you, Kevin Herter off the bench has definitely proved me wrong. When I thought of Herter, I thought of Berter from, from... Dragon Ball. That's that that's what I think of when sorry, and I'm just pulling up my the box score again so that way um they have stuff to talk about. But Kevin Herter is a really solid player. I'm not gonna lie to you. He had 20. He could not miss the first two games. He could not miss. And Gallinari made five threes. I mean, that's your bench right there. Gallinari, Herter, and Lou Williams for the Sixers right now. Hopefully Shake Milton can keep playing like in this level and keep playing hot because I hope this was the Shake Milton game. Maybe he comes out and now he can give you a consistent 10 to 15 a night because that's all you need from this bench. But to get outscored 32 to nothing through three quarters, terrible. And Doc Rivers... You, again, you gotta feel it game by game. Some games, your your team is gonna be hitting. Some games, your team is not. And these all bench lineups have to stop. You gotta have at least two starters on the floor at all times because the the because your bench is just not giving it enough right now. George Hill was great against the Wizards. He had some great moments against the Wizards. Has sucked in this series. Has been garbage. Tyrese Maxey, he's a young guy, and I'd love his future. But right now, you can see the limits in his game a little bit. He's not a consistent three point shooter. He's just like Shake Milton. Shake Milton's not even a consistent three point shooter. We just need one of those guys to give you at least 10 to 15 points off the bench hill maxi and sorry guys i'm just trying to think hill maxi and shake milton one out of those three guys needs to give you 10 to 15 points off the bench and right now can we here's a question i want you guys to think about can we rely on that consistently enough and the answer to that question so far in these first two games is no Game two, it happened. Shake Milton gave you 15. Like he should. I mean, like, you're not guarding anybody. Go out there, score me some buckets. That's that's what the Sixers need. And and it's concerning because the bench is going to have to show up if we need to win this series, especially these next two games in Atlanta. Cork like, where has he been? He need like he's our shot mate, he's our three point specialist. And he's not even hitting threes. Dwight Howard, better game too. But you know we all know there's certain series where Dwight Howard can play in and can't play in. The Hawks go small. They have a lot of small guys and a lot of shooting. So Dwight Howard, is he's not going to be as dominant as he was with the Wizards. Because the Wizards, you have Westbrook bricking up shots. So you can get rebounds and gobble it up. But Howard had six points, six rebounds, had a... In 11 minutes. That's what he's going to give you. The eyeball's a defensive specialist. So he's going to come out and lock down your best player. But I mean. Ken. This is where it's going to. This is where it's going to matter. George Hill. Four points. He had two steals yesterday. Good for him. But we need more from him. Luckily, Shake Milton stepped up and gave us 14 off the bench. But we need more. We need more from our bench. If this is going to be. Like, look, Korkmaz, minus 11. Mike's like, that's the only thing I'm going to say. Doc Rivers has to get rid of these all bench lineups. You saw what happened game one. The Hawks went on an 18-2 run. The Hawks' bench is definitely underrated and definitely slept on. So the Sixers have to clean that up. And I expect both games in Atlanta, I'm going to live stream Sixers Hawks Friday night at 730. I'm going to have it on my TV and I'm going to be live streaming the game. So I hope you guys are ready for that. It's going to be fun. I'm not really, I'm just going to call it as I see it. And we're just going to chill. We're going to have a great time. But for this first topic, I'm going to conclude with this. I understand the Ben Simmons hate. He needs to do a little bit more on the offensive end. But I'm calling this right now. Either game three or game four, Ben Simmons is going to give you a 20, 10, and 10 night. And he's also going to hold Trey Young to under 30 points. Mark it, bookmark it. You heard it here first on Swoop Radio. Ben Simmons, one of these games, is going to have a 20 and 10 night and hold Trey Young to under 30 points. So, this concludes the first topic. I really wanted to break down the first two games of the Sixers-Hawks. And also, we're going to get into more NBA postseason talk on the next part. But we're going to take a quick five-minute break here. And again, you guys are tuning in. If you're tuning in on Twitch Live, perfect. If not, the full podcast will literally be out later today on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search Swoop Radio, and I will pop right up. But we're going to take a quick break here. I'm going to go on my Spotify, probably play like a back some. Maybe I'm going to find a song so you guys can play while I'm on my break. And you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. We will be right back. Hey everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed that quick little break here, and yes, for my audio listeners, I do play music during my break, I use it via Spotify, obviously, because I mean I do my podcast on Spotify, so man, I'm not going to lie to you guys, and as I just am checking to see what is going on here, let's see, let's make sure I have everything up, but um, I don't know about you guys, man, but Man, what's going on around the league is going to be is is crazy with the with the NBA postseason. My fault, guys. And now we are all situated and we are good to go. Man, so earlier I talked about the Sixers and I talked about how the bench needs to step it up because they're not giving you enough. They're not. And I I need more from them. Getting outscored 32 to nothing through three quarters is you're not going to win games that way. But now we got to talk about the rest of the league. Because man. Man oh man oh man. Tonight we got game two of the Suns and Nuggets. And the Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets, they were matching each other stride for stride through three quarters. And then all of a sudden, Chris Paul took over. And I'm telling you right now. The Phoenix Suns are my NBA Western Conference Finals prediction. I predicted them. I said that if they if they beat the Lakers in the first round, I was like, they are going to use that as a huge confident builder, builder and booster and make their way to the NBA Finals. I honestly, I don't see a team in the Western Conference beating the Phoenix Suns this year. I think Chris Paul goes to his first finals as long as Chris Paul stays healthy. I think the Phoenix Suns are the team to beat in the Western Conference. Again, that's another hot take. You can document it here. You heard it it here first with me. Because from a mentality standpoint, you go from beating the defending champions, and I don't care if Anthony Davis was hurt. You still got to beat LeBron at the end of the day. LeBron never loses, especially in the first round. I don't care if there's injuries on his team even when he was with the Cavs, with no Kyrie, no Kevin Love, still won and still got out of the first round, at least. Like, that's LeBron James for you. He's one of the best. He's an, he's an all-time great, one of the goats. Respect when the respect is made to, to King James. But you go from playing against the number one defense in a physical series. I mean, I'm talking about the Lakers would really get their hands on you and really play physically, especially with Anthony Davis leading the way. On In the games the Lakers won, Anthony Davis just flat-out dominated. So you go from that to playing against a Denver Nuggets team where they play good defense, but Jokic, you can drive on Jokic. Jokic is not a good defender. He's not a good rim protector. So like Denver's defense, even though with Aaron Gordon is a lot better, they don't have Jamal Murray, so you can attack that guard, oh, what's his name? It begins with an F. Fan Fantuzio. I don't. I don't understand. I, I apologize to him. He's actually stepped up and played well for the Nuggets. Game six, he actually outplayed Damian Lillard. Give him his props. I, I, I'll give him that. But the Suns guards can. This is the difference in the series between the Suns and Nuggets. The the Nuggets, they just don't have enough good guard play compared to Devin Booker and Chris Paul. That, but honestly, they might be the best. Backcourt right now, in terms of Chris Paul, will get you passing an all around game. Devin Booker, I mean, he dropped 47 in game six. I saw that game, he had eight threes, he was not missing. And that's the reason why the Suns moved on. If Devin Booker only had 35, I honestly think they lose that game. Honestly, Devin Booker was a difference in that game. But back to my original point from a psychological standpoint. You go from beating the defending NBA champions in the Lakers and beating a LeBron James-led team. I mean, Jimmy Butler said it best last year. You have to beat a LeBron James-led team if you're going to win the finals. So, you go from that to playing the Denver Nuggets. I honestly was telling everybody, Suns in five or six. Honestly. The, the Suns play better defense than Denver. They play better team defense. Like, they, the fact that The fact that they even won game one against the Lakers. And then honestly, even if Anthony Davis would have played game five, the Suns are winning game five. That game is a blowout. And then game six, that game was a toss up. That game came down to the end. So the Suns showed up and they have great guys. They have Chris Paul. They have Mikel Bridges, who I told the Sixers we should have kept. I was never a Zaire Smith fan. I thought that he was not a fit. With this team because he played freaking center in college. How are you 6'3 and play center in college? You're a guard, man. Start doing guard things. But anyway, he's great. He gives you great defense. One of the best three and D players in the league. Jay Crowder, all those guys. They just have that team identity and team culture that I just I, I don't see a lot in the other team. So I think Suns beat the Nuggets in five or six games, and they are my finals Western Conference predictions. Honestly, right now, I'm going to be real. The NBA Finals, I think, is going to be Suns and Nets. Now, I do hope the Sixers bench can step up and prove me wrong, but between Brooklyn just dominating the Bucks so far, and I'm talking about toying them, and... What I'm seeing from this young Phoenix Suns team, I think these two teams are set to clash. So anyway, let's talk about the other series. You have Nets Bucks, and this has been the most surprise. Now, game three is tomorrow night, seven thirty, and this is a must-win for the Bucks. This is no James Harden either. James Harden goes down within the first minute of game one, and what did the Nets do? All of a sudden, Blake Griffin is looking like. Clippers, Blake Griffin, Duncan, and oh man, this—it's just—it's great to see. I'm not gonna lie to you, the Nets, all those people. That's the problem with the media and everything. People talk way too much, and they don't know what they're talking about. Basketball is all about a game of matchups, and the thing is, Giannis is not really the best of shooters, and with Chris Middleton, and with that, you need more from Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton's shooting is better, that opens the floor for Giannis. That opens the floor for everybody else. But right now, Chris Middleton has been absolutely terrible. Like, I mean, let's pull pull up his game. Let's do it right now. So let's check Monday. Chris Middleton had, this is, Chris Middleton shot seven of 20, had 17 points game two, right? Let me pause that so I don't get copyrighted. Now let's check game one, what he had. Because game one, Giannis had 34, played pretty good. And Chris Middleton had just 13 points, 6 of 23 shooting. So, like, if Chris Middleton is going to keep shooting like this, his shooting opens up the floor for Giannis. It does. And if he keeps shooting like this, man, it's going to be a rough series. And I do think Milwaukee wins tonight. Their season is on the line. If they lose tonight, it's over. Nets in five. Because I think Milwaukee will get you at least one. They can't get swept. The way how they looked against Miami was great. But again, it just shows you when the teams, when teams play in the regular season, they're like feel-out games. The Bucks played at full strength against the Nets all three times. Giannis had 40 all three times. And honestly, I think Brooklyn was like, all right, we'll let you have the regular season. Once it's come playoff time, the real people show up. And Kevin Durant is just playing like he's on another planet right now. The efficiency, 32 points, 12 of 19 shooting game one. No, no, game two. Game one, he had an off shooting night, but he had close to 10 assists. You're really just seeing his game evolve He's averaging over 30 in the series, shooting over shooting 50-50-90 in the playoffs. Kevin Durant is just on another level right now. And it's great it's great to see him back. We missed him last year. I'm not gonna lie to you. We really did. He is he's a beast. And for the Milwaukee, man, they're gonna have to show up tomorrow night at 7 30. What are you gonna do about it? You got punched in the mouth. There's a difference between losing two close games. Maybe a shot or two could have went your way. But game one, Brooklyn led the entire way. And game two, they got punched in the mouth. Brooklyn started the first quarter 36-19 and just did not let their foot off the gas. Just whooped the Bucs. The Bucs lost by over 30. And this is a team that's supposed to be an NBA Finals team. Oh yeah, they got Drew holiday. It's different. I mean, Mike Blutenholzer, I'm not gonna lie to you, if they get swept or lose this series in five games to the Nets, I get it. If you lose game seven, he keeps his job. But if you lose in five games, five games. I'm not gonna lie to you. Disappointing. Disappointing. And he's gonna he should be on the hot seat. Because you got Drew Holiday. You got a P.J. Tucker. You got a defense. And they they are not showing up. All that talk about Brooklyn. Oh, they have no defense. I mean, they're, they're walling them out. They're playing good. They're being physical with Chris Middleton. They're being physical with Drew Holiday. The Nets, the Nets came to play. They're ready. And they're doing this all without James Harden. James Harden's probably not going to play game three either. I mean, why would he? The Nets took the first two, rest up, and when he's ready, game five, and the Nets are either up 3-1 or it's 2-2, James Harden will be ready. But yeah, it's just like they're doing this without James Harden either, so I'm just sitting here like, damn, Kyrie's giving them almost 30 a series, 30 a night. Kevin Durant's giving them 30 a night. On 50% shooting from deep and from the field, and 90 from the free throw line, just built different. And the Bucks, it's Game Three is going to be huge. If they lose Game Three, what a disappointment! I, I I expected a seven game series. I wanted these guys to go at it, be physical. And right now, the Nets are just toying the Bucks. So hopefully, adjustments will be hap- will be made. Home crowd will get them going. Let's see. And then the other series I wanted to talk about, and then we'll wrap up this topic, Clippers and the Jazz. Last night was definitely interesting. I definitely think the Clippers, they lost the game due to fatigue for playing a seven game series against a guy in Luka that was giving them an average 40, 60 in the field, 40 from deep. And I know he shot terrible from the free throw line, but you go from playing that against that in the first round to now a Jazz team. And I think the Clippers win game two. And I honestly think the Clippers are the better team. Paul George definitely was not ready for game one. And he ran away from the moment. I agree with what all the national media was saying. But I think Paul George shows up in game two. And I think the Clippers are the more talented team. Sorry, guys, I'm trying not to yawn. Woke up from a midday nap. But I honestly think the Clippers win game two and they win this series. They are the better team. The Clippers showed that in game one. Now, I do know the Jazz, they missed 21 straight shots or something crazy. And Donathan Mitchell still ended up with 45. He is, the NBA is in great hands. I know I've been saying this on my Instagram and all the time. Donathan Mitchell leading the Jazz. I mean... What can I say? Devin Booker leading the Suns. What can I say? Jason Tatum leading the Boston. You have Simmons and Embiid. You have Trey Young. You have Luka. There's so many young guys. And the league is in such great hands. It is. And we're seeing another guy in Donathan Mitchell just take steps forward. 45 against the Clippers. Kawhi had 23. And I just think it's due. (sighs) Sorry, guys. It's due to fatigue from the series. I mean, Kawhi was giving them how many did Kawhi average in the first round? Like thirty-six a night. Like Kawhi Leonard is showing up. So I think that I think this series goes six. I think the Clippers win in six, and we'll have a discussion there in a later date. So in terms of the series, I I'm believing in the Bucks. I think the Bucks. Uh, I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks lose in 5 or 6 games. Honestly, I think they win game 3 though, so that'll be interesting. I have Clippers winning in 6, and then I have Phoenix winning in 5 and 6, and then the Sixers I have winning in 5 or 6. That's it's either 5 or 6. I don't see I don't see the only series I could see going 7, Clippers and Jazz just because both teams are very evenly matched. And then maybe Bucks, but we'll see. They have to show up game 3. But this concludes today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion, enjoyed the hot takes, and enjoyed the debate. If you guys missed out on Twitch, not to worry. You guys can tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search Swoop Radio, and I'll pop right up. Definitely subscribe to my website. And also, if you guys would be so kind, if you guys can become a subscriber to the podcast, it's just $2.99 a month, and that would really help me run Instagram ads, and all, which gets my name out there, which gets me more viewership. And then also buy some new equipment. Uh, that would be really nice. Your contributions would go to a great cause and, and all that fun stuff. But I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Stay safe, everybody. And hopefully you guys will tune in Friday at 730 when I live broadcast the Sixers and the Hawks. But thank you guys for coming on and chatting and having a good time. This is Josh, officially, signing off. Swoop!